Well, Brent, we did it again. Did we? Yeah, you know how uh, I was like super excited to do some research this week, and then I realized I'm just a really long, tired child. Yeah. And I was like, let's just watch a movie. It's like, I was like, say no more, fam. I'm. This is my favorite. This is my favorite episodes. I literally was like balls deep in research, like with like twelve tabs open, staring at my laptop. And I just fucking couldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, oh man, I want it to be a good episode. I want all these to be great episodes. They are. <laughs> well, I try, you know, like we, we do uh, quite a bit of research before we do uh, all of our other episodes. Um, but the movie episodes, I think, is where we get to go so off the cuff that it's more fun. Yeah. You know, like these are our fun times. Yeah. So I hope they're fun for everyone that's listening. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, Very low effort, content. right? Coming at you. So welcome back to another episode uh, on podcast for two people, um, and uh, we are so excited to talk to you about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you ever you ever watch like you probably watch like movies that are like Silly. throwback eighties movies? Yeah. Like, oh, you remember yeah. the eighties? Well, like. I, I never understand people are like, oh, I like this band because it sounds like the 80s. I'm like, all right, let me show you this actual band. From the 80s? From the 80s that does their sound, like, better. Uh-huh. And, like, it's actually, like, good. And they're like, no. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Anyways, this episode today is about Miami Connection, a movie so 80s. It the is so 80s. 80s. It's, like, it's, like, it's, it's like the most 80s movie that could have come out at that time without even yeah. knowing it. yeah. You know, you got like it's kind of celebrated like uh, Tommy Wiseau's The Room too, like where they they had like uh, what was it Friends for Eternity came out and like it was literally just like a weird like docu movie about uh, everybody that was in this movie and like made it work. Like almost didn't see the light of day. Yeah, yeah. I think the movie like was just recently unearthed, like a few years, like a number of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, it showed up and, like, everyone was like, what is this? Well, let me tell you something about Miami Connection here. Because it has everything you need. Mm-hmm. So, like, high school teenagers, normal, complete college. orphan. College age. Sure. Most of them. Sure. Yes. <laughs> All orphans. Yep. All orphans, like normal. Yep. Like, but, but what binds them together? Uh, taekwondo and their martial arts uh, music team. Sound fusion. Of name of Dragon Sound. Dragon Sound. Ryuzaibasu Sound. And uh, what do they do on stage? Um, they write songs about their life. And taekwondo. And taekwondo. And being friends. And being friends. And also fighting Did motorcycle fighting the, ninjas. Yeah. The, 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 the ninjas that arrive in the night to steal the cocaine. <laughs> Which they do. This happens in the movie, guys. Literally, the, the, the movie opens up with ninjas uh, taking down what appears to be... A Colombian drug dealer. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, a comically, like, on-the-nose Cuban drug dealer. Like, you think, like, Tony Montana somewhere, and they're like, okay, man... Okay, mate. Let me uh, shove this giant mountain up my face holes. Let's go get the drugs. Then you get the money. Then you get the girl. Then you get the drugs again. And then, like, uh, whatever it is, to our face. But, uh, like, it's full of great haircuts. Oh, yeah. Uh, giant glasses. 
uh, fucking big ass goober extras. Oh man, yeah, like the guys that literally have. They, uh, they look so out of place. They look super out of place. Yeah, like they they are wearing their gym clothes. Yeah. When they like, I'm talking like, like oh, it's sixth period. It's time for gym. Yeah. Yeah, like they came in wearing like their ratty T-shirt and their sweatpants. They're fucking like almost like their sketchers. Yeah. And you know, yeah, you got like your '80s booty shorts yeah, on, dudes, right, right. and Not crop tops. It's a well, thigh high socks, pretty much. Men weren't afraid to show some skin back then. Yeah, now it's like all this conservation. Yeah, like, I like to I'm be something to imagination. Yeah, but so. you know, so when a girl sees my thighs, she knows that <laughs> I mean more than yeah. Then well, I'm really trying to make a statement. <laughs> Maybe I'll show a sleeve or two. <laughs> I will ruffle mine own petticoats <laughs> for thee. And Miami Connection ruffles all the petticoats. Yeah. So like I said, like literally uh drug ninjas on motorcycles. Yep. And teenage twenty year olds in a convertible. All of them from different countries, all of them orphans, all of them different skin color. All of them heartless killers. Yeah. Well, some of them. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> Most. So, like, how did this movie come to fruition, man? Oh, who is it? Y.K. Kim? Yeah. Young Toon Kim. Uh, like, plays Mark. Plays Mark, who is a black belt taekwondo master. Yeah, uh, Korean native. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, can you tell. Yes, he has some of the best line deliveries in any movie. Uh, can I actually okay, deliver little... one real quick? Why not? Please don't do a bad, don't do a bad accent. <laughs> I'm not. Listen to me. I don't want to have any trouble. I just get the job from agent. Don't bother us. That is a quote. Yeah. That, that was... You're like friend to me. Yeah, I'm doing the bad accent now. Fine. Yeah. You can't sure. help it. It's It's great, though. It really is. I don't. I didn't know you had father. I thought we are all orphans. <laughs> well, I wish they like, uh, like defeated enemies and then like found their kids. Like now you are orphan now. <laughs> now you are orphan. <laughs> and then Turok drums start playing. For some <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No. Um, but yeah, like, there's, there's, a, a lot of martial arts in the movie, there's a lot of friendship, there's mm. a lot of good... It's very pure. It is. It is. But, you know who doesn't like pure things? Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> with his dangly-ass earring. That's two movies in a row with a dangly-ass earring. Um, just, why, 80s? He also looked like Shin Chuck Norris. Yeah. He was played by William Urgel. Uh, Chuck Norris <laughs> gave in to the evil within his heart and was consumed by the Soul Edge's hatred. I was going to say, uh, consumed by the Jeff. Yeah. The, yeah, the Jeff Calamity. <laughs> Calamity Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of people you don't know, like William Urgel... Uh, and the rest of this cast, yes, because... No, they never did anything after that. They really, really... They didn't act in anything. No, like, yeah, they, they didn't really do much. A couple of them went on to, like, write some stuff and do some fun things. Like, Angelo Gennati, and then uh, his ex-wife, because they were, they were married, I think, during the filming of this, but, like, there was this weird behind-the-scenes deal that you get with the uh, uh, Blu-ray or DVD... Uh, of the movie that kind of like 
shows you the making of this as well as uh, the making of uh, friend friendship for eternity. Um, and you get to see like where everyone was in like 2006 or something. I feel like it was like even later. more recent, like 2014. I think the, the Blu-ray that we watched that came out in like 2012. So, so this, that was when I first saw this movie. So it was probably like 2010, I think 2011, the, somewhere yeah, around there. Like, wasn't didn't the movie like originally like not get released? No, no. I mean, it showed. But like it, but it was like a it, single yeah. theater release, yeah, and then like never again. Yeah, and uh, Y.K. Kim and um, you know his buddy Vincent Hirsch, who plays his uh, Long John, John, Long, Long fucking with John. an insatiable thirst for blood, as we will discover. Oh man, he loves the blood, and he sure does love Jeff's sister. Yeah, Jane, Jane. But, uh, no, um, it was supposed to be, like, essentially, uh, an action reel for YK Kim to boost his, uh, acting career, which he goes on to say, like, 100% when they, uh, when they do their, um, little, like, behind-the-scenes deal on the, on the Mm Blu-ray, and him and, uh, Vincent Hirsch are actually still, like, good friends, uh, everyone has not aged very well, but, uh, like Tommy Wiseau, like, they kind of, um... They're timeless. They're timeless, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they should they should make a sequel of, like, uh, just them two. Mm-hmm. Like, still up to their old shit. Like, still chopping ninjas? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, trying to go to, like, 7-Eleven to get some chips. And then the ninjas happen? Yeah. I agree. That would be amazing. You know, I had to think about it for about half a second. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, wait a minute, this might not work. Out. Hey, wait a minute. Um, but yeah, no, that that would be. I think that's honestly. You just you just asked my yeah. You just asked my end of episode question. What do you want to see from these guys? Okay, let's get... <laughs> right there. Let's do uh, let's do Orlando connection. By the way, did you notice that? Yeah, the 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 first scene it takes place in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, but then they go to. There's a lot of traveling in this film. Yeah, and like a lot of time skips that are not actually uh, told at all. Nope. Because um, at one point, Jeff does the real bad fall, gets his head cracked open real bad, mm-hmm. and then like everything's fine after you know a yeah. scene. Yeah, it blew over. Yeah, it's fine. And then the ninjas happen again, because Dragon Sound can never not be played by ninjas. <coughs> Yes, uh, Jeff's gang was in pretty tight with uh, Yashito yeah. and his gang of ninjas. I mean, they like to ride bikes together and go to weird weird biker bars where all the ladies like pulled out their titties and like ma- squeezed them together. Right, yeah. What the fuck? And like they all had fucked up teeth. Like you could tell that these people they were really, actually they, running like, they, meth. Yes. Yep. And guns. Exactly. <laughs> what, was that? what was that one guy's shirt? Two bombs wasn't enough. Yeah, a li- an actual shirt worn by a, a very real biker that's probably dead now. It's probably dead. In a 1980s action flick. Uh, lots of weird, crazy shit happening. People, like, just, like, making out, showing boobies. Yeah. Drinking beer really weird, like they've never had a beer before. Yeah, like they like, backhand the beer can almost. Yeah, yeah, like they reach around. Yeah. And, like, grab it and then dump it instead of, like, sipping, you know, like, holding holding a beer? No, no, you gotta you gotta make a statement when you drink your beer. It's still, it's, it's a means of survival in these biker bars. If they see weakness, you're out of there, buddy. Yeah. You're not gonna get to look at the weird biker titties. 
You're not gonna fucking suck face with the weird teeth, ladies. No, you're no. out. You were done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking out. But yeah, like that's that's just it. It's like this biker bar. Mm-hmm. That was a real thing. Yeah. Those were real bikers. They didn't hire them. They I were like, like, you can you can see. And like the the apparently the guy who played as Yoshida was like, I'm kind of terrified right now. He should have been. I, I, I can see why. Yeah, I mean, like, there was a dude that was, like, literally wearing a shirt that said two bombs wasn't enough. Yeah. Oh. And I did, speaking, there's a nicer shirt, but I thought dude was, like, yeah, like, pretty much straight up wearing, like, a Shinobi shirt. Yeah, dude, I loved that. I want to find it. Uh, not as cool as big fat dude with, uh, like, fucking, um, like, Dahmer glasses. A noose around his neck and just like constantly Coca-Cola. <laughs> like Coca-Cola shirt and then just like a massive fucking like trench knife on his waist in a holster. Just always ready. Yeah. And like when the cops pull over, he's like, dude, it's cool. And the cops are like, it is. It's really cool. That's why we stopped you. <laughs> yeah, like that's sweet, dude. Uh, <laughs> dig the noose. Yeah. And like they've got it's Beverly. It's a good statement. Yeah. We're calling her Beverly. We don't know her name. We don't know her name. She's not accredited at all. But she's cool enough to hang with them. She probably like, she probably killed ten men. Kill you soon. Look at that fucking, yeah, into the, into the gang. The gang? But uh, yeah, so ultimately... Jeff has like a, a a very angry grudge with Dragon Sound because his sister Jane is supposed to just focus on school. Yeah, not hang out with John, a nerd. Yeah, and doing Taekwondo, uh, and kicking my play, ass, playing in Dragon Sound. Uh, and then you know, like they Dragon Sound ends up, you know, having a run in with uh, the people that used to work at the bar because yeah. they got the new gig. Also. I'm also really happy with, like, a lot of, like, randos being, like, Taekwondo, like, adepts. Like, the, mm-hmm. when the when the first man goes to confront the manager and the manager just kicks the shit out of all of them. Yeah, like, he knows, like, exceptional martial arts. And he's, he, he spared no pain to these chumps. No, he, like, literally ran train on everybody, dude. He's like, this is my club. Like, was it literally just him versus all the thugs? Yes, it was. Where is that man? For the rest of the... Where, where, where like is he? Like the burger shop guy? No, I'm talking no, about no, the no, club no. I'm, I'm, I'm also mentioning like the burger shop guy. was. Oh, yeah. Like, Uncle Song was his name in the movie. And yeah, like he just... yeah. Oh, wait, no. Dragon Sound went there to eat once and then it comes back to... Them coming up as he, like, literally just ruins a whole bunch of ruffians. Yeah. And then they're like, wow, that was really cool how you beat the shit out of everybody. He's like, cool, man. He's just like, yeah. Yeah. It's more than just punches and kicks. It is also discipline. It's also, it's like, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Taekwondo is pure. It's life. Yeah. Taekwondo is the best. Not only do I know how to flip the burgers. Flipping fools that try to skip out on their checks motherfuckers don't do it no especially not to uncle song of all people he was such a sweet man he asked so kindly and then he waited to he get got the like shit punched, like... he got up again he's like hey come on just please just pay mm-hmm. just pay pay what you owe flip those burgers real hard for you yep and then he flipped them and you're gonna get flipped flipped them in the trash can yeah where they fucking belong and then they got like compacted 
<laughs> getting crunched. It's like this. This isn't really a kind of movie uh, episode where we just kind of like recount every scene because it's not really worth it. It's not. I mean, and it's really kind of hard. It's uh, it's like I said, like it's an action reel. If you watch most of it, we were it's Y.K. That. Kim literally showing you how cool Taekwondo is and doing just him things. Like that's a big thing. Is that other than Vincent Hirsch? Uh, and I guess, like, Joseph Diamond, who played as Jack, um, he was the one with the unibrow. Uh, also from Israel. Y- yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Everyone was from a specific different For country. It was literally, like, the entire roster of uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. But his friends. All over the world. All over the world. You're pretty good. But don't forget, there are people like you. Oh, but that uh, Right? That's Street Fighter 1 for you. Which probably would have came out around that time. Right, yeah. And, 1988, uh, I believe. Mm. Maybe not. I, I, I don't remember. It's probably pretty close, though. It's probably pretty close. <laughs> Maybe, like, I don't know, 87? I, I, feel like, I feel like someone might be able to forgive a miss year? Yeah. A miss date? A, yeah. I am. We didn't. I still love you, Brent. We're You're the best. And that's why we're Taekwondo brothers. That's why, yeah, it's a friendship for eternity. Loyalty. Taekwon, Taekwon! Band together through thick and thin. <laughs> Against the ninja menace. Yeah, we will stop this evil war. Yeah. We will stop the senseless killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And that's what we do every We're day. on top because we played to win. Yeah, it's a good song, guys. <laughs> I, like, I, I like the one where they're talking about, like, cocaine ninjas, though. Oh, yeah, I like that beginning song. Yeah. That might... It's really, it's it's surreal because, like, they don't know about this. They don't, yeah. Why are they singing about cocaine ninjas? But, yeah, like, like Angelo... saw the intro in the movie, too. Yeah, Angelo Gennati and then, uh, uh, oh, what's her name? His, uh, his Jean wife, Collier. Collier. Yeah, uh, her first name, what was it again? Oh, Kathy. Kathy Collier. They did the music for the whole fucking movie. So they probably just, like, watched, like, scenes or, like, read the screenplay or whatever. Or yeah, like, that's, yeah. Yeah, YK Kim's like, you're gonna do the music, but you're also gonna be in the movie as part of Dragon Sign. He's like, cool, I don't know anything about martial <laughs> arts. And, like, you know, he goes as far as saying that in, like, the, uh, behind the scenes. It's like, yeah, so, like, most of the movie was just me getting the shit. He was, like, somewhat resentful of the whole thing. Like, uh... Yeah. He just, like, talked about getting his ass kicked for the whole movie. And, yeah, and like, uh, I guess we should mention, um, in the Blu-ray, I, uh, let me, let me grab it real quick. See who, um... Yeah, Draft House Films, Blu-ray. Um... Okay, also the year was 1987. Right. Okay. But yeah, there's uh, there's like some good special features. There's a making of and uh, like a get-together where they get the like some of the cast back together. That's kind of what we're referring to here. Just these, uh, it's great Blu-ray because you get all this like, you like kind of learn like, okay, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> right, like, yeah. Well, they did the, they did the music for yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Gennady was, en- ended up like being pretty resentful saying that like, you know, he spent most of the movie getting the shit kicked out of him. And that's ultimately why, uh, YK Kim ended up choosing him to get kidnapped. 
about like three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah. And uh, like it was resolved fairly easy. They had like a lot of weird ass fucking weapons and like the, the fighting was like really like disjointed and just every scene in this movie is very disjointed. You should like That's you'll the enjoy movie's it. detraction. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like it's one of those movies where like I'm not saying it's bad. No. You I, you'll probably really enjoy this movie. It's just yeah. that like when you analyze it and you look at it oh, yeah. as a it's, movie, it's a little a little off. Yeah, like you realize like okay, so YK Kim is literally the centerpiece here, and you realize like this is literally his acting portfolio mm-hmm. as an eighty minute movie. Yeah, like you go to like a job interview, it's just like all right, so. Why should we put you in charge of accounting? And you just yeah. slide some, like, a film... Slaps a big, like, film canister down. Yeah. It's like, watch this, bitch. Yeah. And then they play it, and they're just like, when can you start? Right. And so, like, uh, you know, like, you had brought up, like, was this actually released? Well, it, it was in the one theater. It didn't have a great response, but... Those action snippets... They didn't know what they had. Yeah, that those action snippets, like, those got put together... For YK Kim's acting career, which didn't actually <laughs> happen, but like he ended up, um, he did like Taekwondo school, uh, like he he actually like started teaching people. Uh, Vincent Hirsch was one of his students. He also wrote a couple like, um, if I remember right, like, like self help books. Yeah, yeah self help books uh, through like the the like spirituality as well as like. Uh, physical fitness and things like that. Yeah, like finding success or like that kind of shit. Yeah, like uh, the you've probably seen the ads for Fu Money. <laughs> Maybe not, but yeah, like I mean, like YK Kim is just like all about that, all about that money, all about that money. And like that's really the the whole film is just like YK Kim kicking people, hitting people. There is some goofy ass shit though. Oh yeah, like that one. They're just kind of doing, like, a like a sparring session. Yep. They're hanging outside that fucking university. And they're taekwondo garb. They're, or they're geese, perhaps. And, uh... And, yeah, we were joking. I was like, dude, there should just be, like, demonstration at the bottom of the screen, like, blinking on and off while you're watching this unfold. And, like, yeah. 1P, 2P, insert coin on the upper left and right. Yes. Because that would have been perfect. And then when you put it in like coins, it goes Taekwon, Taekwon. And then like when you hit start, it goes Taekwondo. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. That, yeah, pretty cool though. It would be perfect. Um, but yeah, like overall enjoyable action. Oh yeah. Uh, hilarious scenes. A lot of people like waiting to get hit. Oh um, yeah, like line up and then get hit. Yeah, like yeah. and waiting, like they run up. And like, they realize that they ran up too quick or something. Yeah, it's 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 the there's a lot of that of a Steven Seagal action movie where like less ponytail flicking though. Yeah. You see, <laughs> I was put in a place where I could use my skills. <laughs> yeah, real creative shit. Anyways, yeah. it's about like six or seven guys down trying to take my head. <laughs> <laughs> how about how he told a judo master he was immune to being knocked out the judo master fucking put him in a chokehold he shit his pants <laughs> he literally put him to sleep and he promptly shit his pants yeah. uh, that was my tactic to get you away from me <laughs> as he's like 
folding his jacket inwards even more. Like. Yeah, his doublet. And then, like... He's got his tiny get, fucking T-shade glasses. Looking yeah, like a Bond villain. Like, like a gold knight enemy. <laughs> <laughs> like, watch him slowly draw a gun and aim at you with a club and then just miss every shot. <laughs> Miami connection. Yeah. Anyways, like, yeah, no, like, it's a visual gag, but, like, can you just mm-hmm. imagine uh, uh, Steven Seagal, like, challenging this Geo Master and then doing his stupid, like, baby hand, like, yeah, ready to grab at you yeah, it with really his work. mantis style? Yeah, and then you just, oh, God. Anyways, Miami connection. Yeah. Um, I don't know what. That really covers, like, the gist of the film. It's, yeah. I mean, we haven't even gotten to, like, the, 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 the exceptional final act. That's honestly like uh, like some movies, and I, I find that I tend to say this like, especially like I did with uh, Combat Shock. Mm-hmm. It's all worth it for this uh, for this set of scenes Indeed. here. It's like if none if none of the be- the the all the bullshit leading up to it, mm-hmm. uh, n- none of that did it for you. Yeah. Well, this might this might change your tune. Friend. It even has like sub stories in there that are that are pretty positive, pretty good, pretty feel good. Yeah, there's a lot of like. Taekwondo does a lot for the community. Yeah, a lot of friendship, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh, bro cuddling. Yeah, like, yeah so, like, I really I think some of the best scenes are when they're just hanging out in their house. Yeah, all no these. Shirts. Yeah, just all of them together. Like uh, uh, jeans, like unzipped. Yeah, their jeans are just like always unzipped, and they're just walking around with like just being bros. Yeah. Guys, I found out that my dad's alive. <laughs> yeah. I never told you, but I have a real dad. But I thought you didn't have dad. Because we are all orphan. Like me. Like me, we are all orphan. Yeah. Really, really, really heartbreaking at times, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, so, like, they were, they were gonna go meet, um, Maurice's dad. See, hold up, guys, like, we're just gonna straight up probably talk about the final act here. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say, like, some shit goes down, they run into a motorcade of ninjas, to which they promptly exclaim, like, oh, ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. Italians. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, we've all been there, you know, you're just driving down, like, going to the store. Yeah. And then, like, you just Happened get, to me this morning, man. Yeah, like, you just get stopped by a fucking convoy of motorcycle ninjas. Yeah. And you're like, oh, great, here we go again. Like, I literally just got there after after the train passed but i noticed that after the last car passed me mm-hmm. nothing more than a motorcade of ninjas too late were on the other side revving their engines at me and flailing their kusari gamas yeah before i knew it i had several kunai in my tires <laughs> Making the rest of my we trip pretty, to we, work. We pretty, pretty hard. much just live in Double Dragon, you and I. Yeah, uh, I call Bimmy. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Buttfinger. I'll be. I guess I'll be Jammy. <laughs> jam, Jammy. Oh, uh, they made up Jammy. <laughs> Bimmy was real. Bimmy was the real brother. Um. Yeah. Uh. Just we were just bad '90s dudes with rad '90s tudes. Yeah, buddy. 
it can't be helped. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, so like, what do you do? Right. And what happens? Like, what happens when you're faced with a whole bunch of ninjas? Waylaid by ninjas. Uh, you confront them. Yeah, you don't you, back down. You taekwondo them, and you take their swords, and you begin to fell all of their brethren. Yeah. Mercilessly. You avenge your fallen brother. Much like the final act of Rambo, we uh, we get like a weird Miami fauna and flora scene. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like the, like ending of Rambo or like the last scene in Platoon. Yeah. They're just like crazy blood crazed. Yeah, and just like, like running around. It's, it's like Charlie Sheen just firing into the jungle, uh, grabbing the guy next to him, screaming, screams, "It's fucking beautiful!" And then just jumps out of his foxhole and goes running into the jungle. That is the essence of Miami Connections yeah. style act. Yeah, where there's it's just there's no no urge but to kill. Yeah, just screaming, no, soaked in blood, no self preservation really. Just yeah. just kill. There's only kill. There is only kill. <laughs> That's all you need. Jim. Jim. Like Mark, normally like pretty chill guy, goes full like tiger warrior. Yeah, and he's just he no. forsakes taekwondo and takes only the blade. Yeah, uh, John, you know the the young romantic, long the, gangly motherfucker, more like it. Now he's he is he is he had a taste for dead. blood early, and now he cannot sate it. It's like he, engrossing. He's just screaming. He has the curse of the dragon blade now. Yeah, he must. Yeah, he has to. He has to kill to not die. He has to chain his combo. Yeah. It's kind of hard to like. You have to see it because it's this way. This fucking weird gangly motherfucker is just like screaming his teeth. Yeah, his like, fucked up crooked ass teeth. Just like, like impaling like a fucking his sword. He's just like ah! slashing heads and throats and backs and chopping off arms. And people are trying to like you know hit him with kunai paper bombs. Somebody like uh, slashes his back and then he just immediately fucking murders the guy. Did and watches him die. Yeah, like, looks watches, into his eyes. Yeah, as it's squirting ketchup blood all over his face. Enough blood, mind you, to turn this stream red. Yes. Like, that they're standing in. Yes. Which is pretty cool. Yes. Then he tears off his fucking shirt. Not gonna need that anymore. No. Yeah, it was... It is time for the battle. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, you know, one of the ninjas, they, they got a little sloppy, because, you know, they probably weren't thinking too straight. He crawls back to the master white ninja, Yashito. Yeah. And tells him, like, dude, these guys are way too badass. We're yep. getting fucking murdered out there. And then Yashito just straight up cuts his fucking head off. Yeah. It's like, all right, I guess I gotta get in there. Yep, do it myself. And then uh, we actually never see him again in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's replaced by a white dude stunt double. Yeah, and then uh, uh, like very <coughs> obviously plain to it's, see. It's very visible. Yeah. So, and then he challenges Mark to one last duel, of which Mark of course wins. Yeah, we're not gonna like try and like pet like butter up this. Uh, description here. No, Mark just yeah. kills him. Yeah, he like he beats the fuck out of Yoshido, and then Yoshido tries some dirty tricks, tries some to get him from behind him. tactics, and then this does a just gets does a taekwondo blade reversal trick that we saw him do. In yeah, the dem- in demonstration mode. Yeah, and pretty much just like guts the dude, and then stares at him while he bleeds out from his guts. They uh they go to the hospital. Yeah, for reasons. For reasons. For reasons. It's, okay. Okay. It's important. You'll and then, see it. And then we see a touching family moment. Yeah. 
And then, um... Oh, with, like, a 20-year-old dude that's, like, made to look like a fucking, like, 50, 60-year-old yeah, man. Yeah, let's just say he is. Yeah. We can lie. <laughs> he probably... He honestly looked like... Like, look to your left, look to your right. If you're sitting here with a friend like I am, it's your friend, but... Like, you just took some chalk out of some, like, board erasers that you have laying around. Because, you know, you got a chalkboard at your house. Who doesn't? Right. And you just, like, clapped them a whole bunch. And you're like, hey, friend, stand in this cloud. <laughs> and then, like, oh, now your hair and facial hair are bespeckled with white. And now, you're a, now you're an old black man. <laughs> <laughs> the secret we've all been looking for. Yeah. And that's, that's... That's what our group needed. <laughs> diversity and age. Yeah. And uh, falsehoods. <laughs> and falsehoods. Why do you lie to me? Why do you lie? Uh, but yeah, it was uh, so touching, so beautiful. Yeah. Wow. You really, you really root for this kid. Yeah. And, and for taekwondo and the friendship. Most, and yeah, most, most of all taekwondo. And we didn't talk about the fun beach scene. Oh, yeah, the fun beach scene is fun and beachy. Yeah, where you got, like, dads driving around a fucking, like, three-wheel Westboro Baptist things. church guy, like, walking around. Yeah, that they show for, like, five seconds for no apparent reason. Because he was there. Because <laughs> he was there. They're like, here you go, guy. You're going to go in something important. Yeah. So, and at the end of the day, Miami Connection's got something, something I think a lot of people who, you know, like this kind of corny shit... Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not fucking around. I'm like, there's there's something for everybody to like. Like, if you've heard Good of music. Samurai Cop, go, go watch Miami Connection. Yeah, like, Miami Connection is like a, a more, it's, it's like Samurai Cop for kids. It really is. <laughs> Even though I it think, isn't. It's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's Samurai it's Cop. It's like if Samurai, it's, it's like if Samurai Cop taught you a valuable lesson about life. Yeah, it's Samurai Cop, but like, PG-13. But also like, kind of kind R. On a it's a of soft R. Yeah, okay, it's a hard R. Because titties. Yeah, it's like, if you're gonna watch an R-rated movie, this is the one you're gonna watch under my supervision. Yeah, because I'll cover your eyes when the boobies come on. Yeah. You're gonna learn about good lessons, and then uh, you'll come away from it with a, a strong desire to practice Taekwondo. And that's the essence of Miami Connection, I believe. Yeah. It's a it's a strong moral. Oh yeah, there was a there was a little uh, message at the very end, wasn't there? Only through the elimination of violence can we achieve true peace. Which is pretty great after you know seeing the final scene where there is literally nothing but violence. Wasn't that a quote by YKQM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Like what? What? He says that every day. He does. He wakes up and says it. So now we get to move to, again, my favorite part. The trivias. The trivias. And I get to start out by giving you guys, like, the actual, uh, the actual history of how we actually got this movie. It's, it's kind of a miracle that this movie, like, even resurfaced. Yeah. So the film opened a poor box office, scathing reviews, and had long been forgotten. But back in June of 2009, Zach Carlson, who was a programmer at Draft House Cinema in Austin happened upon a seller on eBay who was selling a 35mm print of it. So Carlson had never heard of the film, but bought it for 35 bucks. Nice. So the following year in April, Carlson screened the film at Draft House, and it became wildly pulp, uh, popular to pulp, uh, yeah, pulp and cult film fans alike. Sorry, I can't talk. Uh, so more screenings took place, and it literally packed theaters. So they end up phoning YK Kim about distributing the film, 
But the film's failure was a painful experience for Kim, and he originally thought that the call was a cruel prank. I mean, yeah, I could see why you would think that. Yeah, so eventually uh, Kim relented and saw that this film had become super popular as a midnight movie 25 years after its initial failure. So... It's it's and like, like I said, like like the room where the room still sells out theaters. Like yeah, it's like it's probably not like the the, the vision. It's probably not the reaction he wanted from it, but like it's still like it, there it, there's like a purity about it. Yeah, where it's just like yeah, they're... people go to the shows and they're dressed up in like Dragon Sound T-shirts. You know, people wearing like shirts from the movie yeah. and like dressing up like the different extras in the movie, and like they fucking love it. And then, you know, like, the original Dragon Sound members, minus Kathy Collier, because I don't think that she ever really they came back. They might have mentioned her, but... They mentioned her, but I don't, I don't even think she was on the, the bit with um, where yeah. they are now. Yeah. Like, they, I think she was just gone. All. Like, they showed Maurice and uh, Joe Diamond, uh, Mr. Hirsch, Kim, and then uh, Angelo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I think that was, yeah, that's pretty much, that is everyone except for Kathy. So, yeah, she kind of just on the wind until she ended up working with uh, Angelo Gennati on the soundtrack to fucking Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. That would have been the same year, wouldn't it? 2012? 2013. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. But, um... 2012 is when the original came out. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> weird that they, like, I mean, I kind of want to know how Far Cry 3 ended up finding them to to do that <laughs> little whatever you want to call it I mean like the DLC but do they do a track for the movie or do they just like use something from Miami Connection I believe that they actually uh, oh that's a good question actually cause like I never finished Blood Dragon but I can see them just using like uh, sound fresh, tra- yeah, yeah like just using a dragon sound song yeah probably I'm sure they did. I can't remember. It has literally been since 2013 it's, since I played Blood Dragon. It so. seems weird that if they were married and then divorced. But hey, you want to get together again? Work yeah. together one last time. That's get... some that's some insight there, Brent. Thank you. You're very sometimes welcome. I'm, sometimes I think of stuff. But yeah, you know, it's the the important thing is that mm-hmm. they use that track for. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So like. There were two police officers who arrive at the scene of, like, that massive fucking brawl where, like, the Dragon Sound members take on, like, a literal mob. Like, in the beginning of the movie? Uh, it's, like, yeah, like, when, uh... When the the, band, the former band or whatever? Yes. Yeah, so, like... Has their gang... There were two police officers that actually arrive on scene who were actual police officers. And they were apparently so nervous that one of them actually pointed his pistol straight at his fellow officer's torso. Like, just like... Uh, like, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing, but they were like actual cops, <laughs> thinking that this was an actual brawl. Um, YK Kim was also so popular in Orlando, Florida, that the local government and law enforcement allowed him to film anywhere in the city without permits. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, like I was kind of getting at, Actually, despite the title, the film takes place in Orlando. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> right? Uh, most of the cast were actual students of YK Kim. So, uh, not Janati, but that'd be Joe Diamond and Hirsch. So, uh, I think maybe Maurice? Maybe. Maurice, maybe? Um, 
But uh, yeah, it, it only opened up in eight theaters. Sorry, not just one, but eight theaters in Orlando. And then YK Kim spent millions of his own money to produce, promote, and distribute it himself. And then, of course, failed. Uh, Wu Sang Park met YK Kim on a South Korean talk show. And Park was so impressed with Kim that he asked Kim to make a film with him. Now, I'm not entirely sure if that actually happened. Because it seemed like, like I said, YK Kim went back to simply teaching Taekwondo, uh, being an author. <laughs> yeah, multi, multi, uh, pronged businessman. <laughs> yeah, multi-faceted. Um, oh yeah, there were no injuries uh, during the production, apparently. Good. Yeah. And uh, this is funny. The angry bearded band leader that we saw that like was like channeling his inner macho man Randy Savage mm -hmm. uh, was a real-life federal prosecutor. Nice. And uh, here's our answer to the uh, Angelo and Kathy uh, problem there. They were actually dating at the time, and to avoid any discomfort during the kissing scenes between Collier and Vincent Hirsch, Gennady was told to buy beer for the crew. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I said, like I'm sure that he had a lot of resentment for a lot of the production of the film. Yeah. And uh, Maurice Smith, who played as uh, Jim Brown, never acted professionally again, but went on to be a successful sales career, working in business equipment, radio advertising, and merchant services, which is hilarious because he has a ridiculous voice. <laughs> Guys, guys, I found my father after all these years. He really lives. Where's my father? Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Uh, but, yeah, uh, those bikers at the biker bar were actually paid in beer. <laughs> that's that's some smart filmmaking right there. Right, and they uh, about a hundred of them showed up for the film's premiere, which probably didn't help. <laughs> Ooh. <coughs> hey, man, where's, hey, brother, where's that film starting? Bring <laughs> the boys to come here and raise some hell. Uh, what if they like actually like beat up people who like hated it? Like, probably. tell me what specifically you didn't like about that. Like, I thought the acting was bad. Uh, the story made no fucking sense. I'll show you what don't make sense, brother. As he just fucking like suplexes him. <laughs> it's like a double German, and then like the uh, the Hagar Buster. <laughs> Ooh, here's a, here's a final really, really good one. Uh, the first fight scene between Dragon Sound and their rivals takes place at Church Street Station in Orlando, Florida. Church Street Station at the time was a tourist entertainment complex, but was eventually bought by Lou Pearlman as a studio and support facility for up-and-coming boy bands and pop singers in the early 2000s. So Dragon Sound made it there first. Yeah, that's Don't true. Don't forget your roots. Yeah, never. Do not turn your back. And a uh, uh, final thing that's that uh, we can't forget is that there is a absolutely tragic, heart wrenching fucking uh, alternative ending. Yes. Holy shit! Like, if they end it, is like bleak. It, yeah. I feel like one. Um, I don't know. Somehow, it almost makes it a better movie. <laughs> but like, because you're like, damn. There's like, yeah, like actual like pathos and like. <laughs> Yeah, like Real some reality. A very tragic, tragic ending, like a sobering ending. Yeah, you're like, wow, this was ridiculous. And then you see that and be like, holy shit. Yeah, it's only really another scene about friendship and taekwondo. 
Beating up ninjas. And that one song that you put at the end of our Dynamite Cop YouTube video plays. Yeah. Adulteress's Punishment oh, by yeah. Riz Orotani. <laughs> that would be perfect for the end of that. Just like going through the credits, but like maybe against like a still of YK Kim like screaming covered in blood holding a sam- uh, ninja sword. Yeah. Rather. A ninjato, if you will. That's probably what it was. Right. So overall, uh, second time viewing this, just as fun as the first. Yeah, it's it's a good, it's it's a it's like if if you're with your friends and you you've had some 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 to drink, yeah, and you're like, let's watch a fucking movie. Put on Miami Connection next time, why don't you? Yeah, hunt down the DVD, the Blu-ray, DVD, Blu-ray, YouTube videos, find it, get it, find it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It doesn't matter if it's in crystal clear definition because, I mean, that would it's, probably make it look better. Yeah. If it was worse, yeah, I, I would. I have, I have to agree with you. The Blu-ray it does look really good. It's like a beautiful restoration. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think so. So yeah, overall, yeah, recommend that shit. Yeah. I recommend every movie we do, though. Yeah. I don't think that I'd not recommend. Well, I guess Combat Shock was like, a, if you're not in a good spot right now, <laughs> <laughs> Miami Connections like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of movie. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're gray and gloomy, buddy, or if you're smiling. You should watch Miami Connection. Yeah. Loved it. It's great. Great. Great goddamn film. That's all I got for you guys this week. And uh, really excited to bring you a fully fledged and fully researched (laughs) episode next week. Uh, Life is a whirlwind, as always. And uh, so happy you could make it here to listen to another episode of us uh, talking about crazy shit that we find entertaining. And uh, if you're one of two people, you probably also find it entertaining. So thanks for being one of those two people. And uh, we'll barf at you next week, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, just big mondo barfage. <laughs> barfage! Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks. My father! I found my father! Oh, my God! Roger! What'd you say? Hey, what's up? Oh, okay. Oh, God! That was a good Oh, finally, you got it!